Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are now on episode 11 of our fan guest game master series. You know what? It must be like December right now when this is coming out. So it's not getting creepy. It's getting festive. It's getting festive, everybody. I make no promises. This is a festive room. It was not prepared (laughs) as a festive room. It would be a very big coincidence if our guest game master comes on and says, oh, ho, ho, like that would be, it's it's just not what the room is, but it's getting festive. Danny, how are you feeling about these rooms? You, are you, do you think you've, I know last season you complained about getting worse. I was we've getting talked about this out. every intro, but I mm. think you're doing great. It feels like it's getting okay. Yeah, this one, it took me a slow warm up this time, but I think I'm <laughs> feeling pretty comfortable. You spend so much time drawing all of the pictures. This is true. That I end up needing, that I end up taking all the actions also uh, true. And we talked last episode, no, two episodes ago at least, about you taking more choices, control of more of the choices and actions. So uh, we're going to do that again today. I think I must have been drawing well, when you gonna, said that. Yeah, probably, right? So you you got you to lead the way with this one. Sure. You've got to make all the decisions. Oh, okay. Good. I'll do nothing. I'm going to do lots of drawings. All right, easy. All right, we're, st- we're changing roles. Every episode this season, we have a guest game master come on and run us through a room that they've created. And this episode, our guest game master is Jesse Burnstill. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Jesse Burnstill. I'm an English teacher from North Carolina, and I'm really excited to hang out with y'all and run a room for you. Wonderful. Yeah, now, we're super excited to play. Which Carolina is the best Carolina? Is Obviously, it North, North Carolina. Obviously, that's not even a question. That's like saying, is Australia or New Zealand better? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you on and to start a war between the Carolinas. Um, So I don't know anything about this. I'm assuming it isn't a festive room. Um, Actually, yes. Oh, ho, ho, ho. We have too many Santas. Um, No, actually, it's it's actually um, like based on a novel because I'm an English teacher and I got really excited when I was teaching this novel with my students. It's based on Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. Um, ah. So I was actually going to ask you after you asked me the intro questions, I was going to ask you, have mm-hmm. either of you read that book and or seen the 2018 HBO film? Is it? I didn't know that existed. So we obviously haven't seen the yeah, movie. I haven't, I've never read it. I've never read it. I know it. I know of it. Well, I say I know it. I don't really know it. I know of it. <laughs> okay. Now, I have not read it. However, I have tutored it in English tutoring oh, wow. that I do. Therefore, I have Spark read summaries it. of it. I have read all the Sparks notes of it. So <laughs> I know fragments and excerpts and overall plot. All I know about it. That's is all you those, need to know. <laughs> it's one of those books where... Uh, everyone says, oh, it's about censorship. And then Ray Bradbury says, it's not about censorship. And then people say to Ray Bradbury, uh, sorry, it is. You're wrong, Ray. Get out of here. You don't I even thought know that was own. about Slaughterhouse-Five that was the one that he went in and said, here's what it's about. And people said, no, you're wrong, oh, writer. That's probably also right. <laughs> it could have been. So no, I don't know. I feel like there was a point in my life where I said, am I going to read Fahrenheit 451? And then I read A Clockwork Orange instead. <laughs> I feel like I so, sat at one point, I made that decision, <laughs> and then I never went back and read four, uh, Fahrenheit 451. Uh, you, you, no, I, I feel like it was more the point where you sat down and you read Steinbeck's instead. Maybe that's also as well. I said. Should I read Fahrenheit 451 or Cannery Row? And I chose Cannery Row. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our intro question done. So back to you, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. So uh, every, every time we have a guest on the show, we have questions uh, to, to start and get, uh, have people get to know them. So this is a escape room show, even an escape room mm. show, if you'd prefer. 
what is your escape room experience? Uh, I've done about a half dozen escape rooms like in actual real life and also probably a million video game slash tabletop game escape rooms. Ah, solid. How long have you been into escape rooms? Like, when did you start doing sort of physical escape rooms? Maybe 2017. Okay, oh, that's getting that's into fair. it at a decently early time. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't done as many as I would like to, but I'm also not great at them. <laughs> <laughs> now, the what... physical puzzles always get me. Is it a is it a searching? Is it like being in a physical space and doing the searching and trying to find? Oh, it's bits? like those it's like those rope puzzles and things like that. Uh, little like dexterity puzzles and things. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they always yeah. get you. It's nice in a virtual setting but... where you can just sort of be like, I do the thing. I'm good at ropes. Yeah. Oh, the guy right? the character, the character in this room. He knows how to do everything. Mm-hmm. He just does it. <laughs> and so, yeah, you mentioned tabletop stuff. Do, what's your tabletop role playing experience like? Since that's the other half of the uh. show. I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons um, for about eight years, most ah. weeks, about once a week with uh, a f- about three different groups. And I'm starting a campaign of City of Mist, which is a different role-playing system based on uh, ordinary people who channel mythical beings ah. um, and they solve mysteries. Excellent. Nice. All right. I think we are ready. All right, I'm nervous because I'm going into this saying that of the two of us, I know Fahrenheit 451 better. And you've agreed that you have to make all the decisions. <laughs> you don't need to know anything about the book because I give you kind of an overview in the introduction. And um, just for your reference, the two of you are going to be sharing a body for this game. The two of you together will be playing a character named John Beatty. Gotcha. All right, let's get going. You live in a futuristic society in which technology and entertainment have replaced all manner of critical thought. People constantly distract themselves from any unhappiness by tuning into the programs on the parlor walls, huge flat screen TVs that occupy multiple walls in most homes, and seashell radios, wireless in-ear headphones. Books are contraband in this society, and it is the job of firemen to burn any books they find to ensure the happiness of all citizens. You are John Beatty, And like your father and grandfather before you, you are a fireman. You've never questioned your role in society, until recently, that is. Can books really be as dangerous as the fireman's manual claims? You wonder what it is about them that inspires people to act so irrationally that they risk their own lives to read them. At a recent alarm, you actually stole a book and brought it home with you. (gasps) Too afraid to read it, you hid it in an air vent. Its presence has kept you awake at night. And now... You're worried that Captain Brazier is on to you. He started saying strange things to you, things that you suspect might be quotes from books. It's a little Mm -hmm. off-putting, but you haven't taken it too seriously until just now. You were at the station when an alarm was called in. Strangely, only you and Captain Brazier have been assigned to the response. He says nothing to you on the ride to the location. Pulling up to a small house, Captain Brazier tells you to go in ahead to make sure the suspect has been properly removed from the premises. Even though something feels off, you do as you're told. When you enter the front door, you hear a click behind you, and the sound of a key turning. It sounds like you've been locked in. You have an unsettling feeling that this isn't actually a fire alarm. You'd better start looking for a way out. Hmm. Um, So you've already received the standard blueprint, which I believe you're including in the show notes. Yes, yeah, for people listening at home, there's just a a layout of how the rooms of this this, uh, place are all interconnected. If you're playing at home, you can you can print that off and draw over it. 
So we've been given just a basic blueprint of this place. There are four rooms, a parlor, a kitchen, a bedroom, and a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you are in a small parlor, perhaps 12 feet by 12 feet. You came in through the door on the south wall. The entire wall to your left is a parlor wall, a huge flat screen TV. Oh, no, I said I was going to draw, so I made him make this look like a big flat screen TV. Please, you can you can continue. I just got to... It is currently switched off. There are three more doors in the room, one in the middle of the north wall and two on the east wall. Assuming this house is based on the standard blueprint for a single person or couple, <laughs> these should lead to the kitchen, the bedroom, and the bathroom. As for furnishings, there is a large couch facing toward the parlor wall. Oh boy, couches. My drawing nemesis. You draw an oval, you draw another oval away from it, and then you draw like a curved line between those ovals. And that's the back of the couch, then you fill that out, and then you draw in the middle, draw like a couple of little uh, little pieces of toast, and those are the cushions of the couch. And then the Dang. back of the couch, give it like a little bit of... There you go. Get a nice See, couch. You're doing a proper top down, which I think makes it easier. Where and then I'm... you draw four little dots on the cushion. Oh, no. Too <laughs> much you, now. And you draw the little. Yeah, now we don't know what it is. Now it's got no, a now face. I've ruined it. In front of the couch is a coffee table. You're surprised to see a huge vase on the coffee table. It's filled with a large bunch of flowers. Uh, as if that wasn't unusual enough, you see a bookshelf crammed full with books on the eastern <gasps> end of the north wall. What? Oh Criminals! Our character is going to be so disappointed when he finally reads that book and he realizes it's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just above the bookshelf, a ventilation shaft lazily blows cool air into the room. Looking at it, you're reminded of the one at your home with the book hidden inside. Mm. Is this some kind of test? There's only one way to find out why Captain Brazier has brought you here. You'd better start exploring. All right. I think we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Well, Danny, you have to make all the choices. All right. So this probably doesn't feel like what I should be looking at first, but I want to go around and check these other doors into kitchen, bedroom, and bathroom to see, are these doors openable? Uh, sure. Which one do you want to start with? Let's go kitchen first. North wall. Okay, so this door must lead to the kitchen. It's locked. Beside the door is what appears to be a button and a small speaker. When you push the button, you hear, please state the password. After a couple seconds, you hear a buzz. You must need a specific word or phrase to unlock this door. Love it. Now, just do we need to check the Lord of the Rings logic and just say the password? You can try. Oh, we tried that. I press the button, I say, the password. Uh, you haven't said more than a word or two, but the speaker buzzes at you. <laughs> Dang. Dang. All right, well, that didn't work. What are we doing next, Danny? Let's try the other ones. Let's go for the bedroom door, or presumably bedroom door. Sure, it's locked with a directional lock. You've seen one of these before. It will unlock with the correct sequence of directional input, left, right, up, and down. Could have any number of directions in the sequence. And the remaining door that we haven't been through yet? Uh, yeah, presumably this door leads to the bathroom. It seems to be locked from the other side. Ah. Oh. Dang. All right, well, it feels only fair, and only so that I can finally redeem myself a little bit from every other time that I haven't done it this season. How about the door that we came through that seems to have been, that seems to have locked us in? Grabbing the doorknob, you confirm what you suspected. You have been locked in. On the other side of the door, you hear a slow 
probing sniff, and an exhalation of steam. There is no doubt that the door is being guarded by a mechanical hound, one of the tools used to catch criminals. It seems like, in addition to unlocking the door, you'll need to find a way to fool the hound's olfactory senses, or it's likely it may end up hunting you. Uh, you also notice an obscure message on a sticky note on the door. Aha. It says, Hands before parts. Hands before parts. What could that be? No idea yet. Well, <sighs> it's it's the ball still in your court. I don't like this. This is well, frightening. You, know, you shouldn't have said that you wanted the ball in your court. You <laughs> were begging me. You said, Bill, please, I need a ball in my court. Well, here it is. All right, I would like to check out uh, this couch. I'm not going to go towards those books for a long time. Oh, that's what I'd like doing? to go mm -hmm. towards the couch. More specifically, I'm probably going to feel around underneath the cushions. But let's give it a look over first. It's a standard couch, beige with large cushions and a few pillows. It looks comfortable enough, although it doesn't show any sign of use. You said you were going to look through the cushions? Yes. Mm -hmm. You check the couch, you find a single coin. What's currency like in this future? How do you want it to be? I don't know. I don't even know where Fahrenheit 451 is set. Good point. It's set oh. in America somewhere. All right. Then that <laughs> is going to get the words half dollar on it, because that weirds me out that some coins say that. <laughs> and nothing else with that couch in terms of searching? Again, you always got to check with a, with a new person's rooms. Like, is there anything underneath the couch as well? Uh, you do a thorough search of the couch and find nothing else of any interest. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Well, uh, with that being said, this couch has already provided us financial reward. I think I'm going to sit on it and maybe uh, crowd, lean forward and check out those flowers. Uh, sure. You're looking at the vase. Mm -hmm. It's filled with bright pink, orange, and blue flowers. Lilies, you think, though you're not certain. The vase itself is rather heavy. It's made of steel. Engraved near the base, you see the words Matthew 628. Is this an artist's signature or something? <laughs> Get out of here. That's a Bible passage. You don't know that. I know everything. You can't possibly know that. Good point. I've never read a book before. My name's John <laughs> Beattie. How do you draw lilies? lilies? I don't even know how to read. Is that a lily? I've, uh, no, that's a, that's a tulip. No, no, <laughs> tulips are like this. Yeah, that's, what you, that's exactly what you drew. That, uh, oh, okay, that's half a tulip. You've drawn half a tulip. Look up lilies right now. I will look up lilies. Probably lilies that haven't opened yet. Oh, I've found lots of images Why? of Evangeline Lily. Why did that happen? All right. They look like this. They're open. Although that looks yeah. exactly like what you drew. Thank you. But all these others don't. <laughs> They all look like lilies. All right. my. Was there any word on whether these lilies had bloomed yet? Yeah, let's say they've bloomed. Oh, okay, fine. I'll, I'll draw them a little differently then. Lilies, for people playing along at home, look like pointy crocuses. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, those colours, pink, orange, and blue, was it? Y yeah, that's right. Cool. Then and I the should, vase itself is heavy in metal. Steel. Steel. It is. It's steel, so you can't see through it or anything like that. Gotcha. And so it had those words on it. Any interesting patterns or anything? Uh, no, nothing else of any unusualness. Cool. Uh, is there anything worth, like, peeking inside it? Uh, yeah, you can peek inside it. There's uh, water and flower stems. That's fair. And how many keys? 
uh, 12 keys. Haha, <laughs> so you gotta ask the question. You broke the room. You gotta ask the right questions. Are you sure? Because very few of these locks that we found are keys. <laughs> there are no keys. I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, how's the coffee table looking? Anything exciting about it? Uh, the surface of the coffee table is glass. Apart from the vase of flowers, the only thing on it is a remote control. Nice. Oh, this makes my next request easier. I wanted to lift up the vase and have a look at the bottom. But, <laughs> but now, now I don't need to. It's a glass coffee table. Can I get underneath the coffee table and look up at the bottom of the vase? <laughs> sure, it looks like the bottom of a steel vase. With how many hidden messages on it? You don't have uh, to indulge him. Messages. <laughs> Just do what I do and move on to the next statement. <laughs> okay, the next statement is, what would you like to do next? <laughs> I mean, it feels like for this room, it's just got to be TV, doesn't it? Yeah, the big parlor wall. Yeah, if someone's listening outside, we'll assuage their fears. We're a totally normal person who enjoys a good bit of TV. All right. This I did remember. This was one of the few scenes that I remember from the book. Well, when someone's listening outside, you turn your TV on? And no, they... some, the character trying to get people's attention, but they're just sort of watching the TV and not really engaging. All right. Well, let's turn the TV on. Hmm. Judging by the fact that they have only one parlor wall, the person who lives here must either be rather poor or else rather uninterested in the shows that the source of modern entertainment offers. The wall is currently switched off. You know the only way to turn it on is with the remote control. And oh, so... Good for us. You aim the remote at the parlor wall and press the on button, but nothing happens. You try it again, still nothing. You what? check the battery compartment and that's the problem. The remote doesn't have any batteries. Ah, how many does it need? Uh, it needs two AA batteries. Oh, okay. All right, so we need batteries for this remote. Great. Okay, let's check out the grate. Uh, that's if that's uh, what you're the suggesting. Ventilation shaft. Yeah. You're right. Let's go and do it. I said it. I mean, you were a bit terse. It's a bit, a bit rude <laughs> to just say it like that, but yeah, okay, we can go check out the grate. <laughs> yeah, it's blowing out air, although the flow of air seems to be obstructed by something. Maybe there's something behind the grate. You can't see anything, and the grate is screwed to the wall. You'd need a screwdriver to remove it. All right. I mean, it feels like the only thing left to check out is uh, the books. Yeah, <laughs> books. <laughs> <laughs> there are more books than you've ever seen in your life here. You're completely torn by the desire to burn every one of them and by the desire to discover what's inside them. You haven't heard of most of the titles or authors, although you're sure they must have been commonly known at one time in your country's past. I also don't know how far in the future the book is set. Is it specified? Don't know. When Bradbury wrote it, it was intended to be in the near future. Ah. Um, and it in updates by different publishers or different years of publication, the years that are mentioned in it have been changed. Oh, really? Ah, rude. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Rude. Huh. All right. Well, it feels like the only thing we've got to go on is, man, I don't know. This Matthew artist guy, is his, is his name on any of these books? I mean, sure. Uh, no, there are no books by an author named Matthew. Oh, I mean, how much can like we use our end. knowledge to look for a Bible? Nah, it feels you like You can a look for end. a Bible. I the Bible is a particularly rare book these days. It doesn't surprise you that there isn't a copy of it here. Mm. Okay. Is there any, like, so, could you write, now we've, we sort of looked at everything. Cool. All right. You have looked at everything, that is correct. And we're missing a screwdriver to get into the vent. We're missing batteries to get the TV on. The vase has coloured flowers. It's got a Bible verse inscribed on it. 
It's a heavy steel vase that doesn't seem to have anything in it or un- or under it. Mm-hmm. The coffee table was a glass coffee table. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know if that if there's anything else to do with that. Well, it just interesting just that fancy. it's glass. The couch had a coin in it. Can we look closer at this coin or is it just a coin? I suppose because we named uh, it or <laughs> designed it. It probably probably isn't anything to look closer at. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a standard coin, like maybe the size oh. of a quarter. It's not it's not too thick. Um, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's the not size of a blade. Can, can we use the coin as a makeshift screwdriver to open oh. the vent? That's like a classic thing you do. With yes. Coins. It is? Yes. The coin is a perfect substitute for a screwdriver. Oh, what? You're able to remove the grate with ease. Now you can find out what was blocking the airflow. It's a copy of the Bible. Ah. You know that this is one of the rarest books in existence. Almost all known copies of it have already been burned. Man, I just clearly don't have the real world skills. We flick through the Bible and then happen to see that there's a whole chapter called Matthew. (laughs) What? (laughs) You do find a list of all the books contained in the Bible, and there is a book called Matthew. You find the sixth chapter, and you find the number 28. Immediately after the number 28, it says, So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. That last word is highlighted for some reason. Hmm. Oh, can we spin the flowers? Well, it said that they don't spin. Oh, good point. We don't, so we, we don't we... spin the flowers. Um, shall we? Uh, I guess, like, spin the whole vase with them in it, or just, like, oh, my grab individual grab flowers the, and go, the stem of flower and, go and spin around. You're not sure what you're trying to do exactly, but you're pretty sure it involves spinning the vase. You set the vase on the table and give it a spin. As you do, it feels like something is unscrewing. Ooh. You pick up the vase and realize its base can be detached. Giving it a few more twists, you find a hidden compartment. Inside it, there is a pair of AA batteries. <laughs> Glasses! Oh, <yeah>. Damn! <laughs> I, did draw, I did draw my vase like it has a little bit of a base that could be separated. Oh, so that works fun. nicely. That's a bowl, Danny. You've drawn a big bowl. <laughs> what, what's a vase? It's a vase. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. Okay, so we, we can turn the TV on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, with the batteries in place, the remote works. The parlor wall springs to life. Loud, cheerful music blasts, and you see the title of the show come up on the screen, Dance of the White Clown. You're familiar with the White Clown. He's a rather popular character. Three white clowns appear in the middle of the screen. They look at each other and grin. A tinny laugh track plays in the background as the central white clown pulls out a pair of machetes. You're not at all surprised by this. In fact, you're sure you've seen this segment before. As the clowns begin to dance, the central clown swings his machetes. First, he chops off the left arm of the clown on his left. Then he chops the right arm off the clown on his right. right. After that, he chops off the right arm of the clown on his left and then the left arm of the clown on his right. Excellent. Next, he chops off the head of the clown to his right, the legs of the clown on his left, the head of the clown on his left, and the legs of the clown on his right. After the other two clowns fall, he swings (laughs) both machetes upwards and chops off his own head. Pretty gruesome, but that's entertainment. It's it's a classic. You just don't understand it. <laughs> I don't know if my last... Because I, I didn't have time to draw this, so I was just writing them, and my last one just says, Up own head. 
Okay, so clearly we got a bunch of directions here. Yes, now how do you interpret like the left clown's left arm Indeed. versus the right clown's left arm? Yeah. Like, when you're doing directional stuff. Yeah, watching someone do this on a TV for, are we looking at our perspective or at his perspective? Oh, I mean, that's this... true. But even, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was more thinking of like, if I have a, if I have a, uh, a directional lock, mm. what is my difference in input to indicate the left arm of a left clown versus the left arm of a right clown. Yeah. Am I doing two inputs per clown? Exactly. We've got to consider this. Left, left arm is like left, left, and then right, right arm is right, right. Am I doing two inputs? It could be. Like, I I wouldn't say no to that whatsoever. So it could be like left, left, right, 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 left, left, right, up, right. And then do you do do limb or clown first? Left, what? Like, is the left clown's oh, right arm left yeah. right, or is it right left, the right arm of the left clown, which yeah. is how it was My described My instinct to us. is to give it to us in the uh, order that we were told. The, I feel like the I'm now just looking was, was... and going, is that post-it note hands before parts? Is that relevant to oh, this? Oh, you're... But Wait. no, that doesn't... Maybe the left hand clown's parts? Oh, which, no, it's which hand he used. So he used his left hand to cut off the right arm of a clown. Oh, God. So I think hands before parts might be... No. <laughs> I think hands before parts means you do the clown and then you do which part of the clown. Okay. And then we've got to say, do we want it from our perspective or his perspective? I don't think we need to con- complicate that. I think if it said his left... Le- it's like it's his left hand. It's his left... Because he has a machete in each hand. He wasn't using one machete <laughs> no, to, cut, to murder two clowns. He had a left-hand machete and a right-hand machete. So I think we go which handed machete and then which part of the clown. Okay. So So by my base by my by my understanding, that means that the order would be if we're gonna go and put this order into the directional lock on the bedroom door. Uh yes. Yep. My my understanding would be it is left left for the left clown left arm, then right right, right clown, right arm, left right, left clown, right arm. Right, left, right clown, left arm. Right up, right clown's head. Left down, left clown legs. Left up, left clown head. Right down. And then probably finish with up for his own head. No. Unless it you takes like... you a few tries to enter the combination correctly. These direction locks are tricky. At last, you input the sequence correctly, and the door to the bedroom swings open. Nice. I suddenly worried that you got it perfect. The, instead of up at the end, I had to do like left and right and up because he used both of his hands <laughs> to cut his own head off. Or, yeah, cool. Oof. Okay, perfect. awesome. Woo. Okay, great. So you want to head into the bedroom? Let's do that. Good nice. catch on hands before parts. I didn't even notice that that was going to be connected. Oh, I'm just glad. I've got so many things I can tick now. We just did so many things. <laughs> right. We did the coin. We did the lilies. We did the, the verse. We used the vase. We did the, the batteries. We, uh, we did the dance of the white clown. We did the screwdriver. We got the Bible. Brilliant. Fantastic. Fantastic. Right, bedroom it up. Satisfying. You're in the southwest corner of the bedroom. There's a single door on the south wall, which should lead to the bathroom. There's also a closet in the southeast corner of the room. In the northwest corner, there's a bed. Uh, yep, beside the bed, there is a nightstand. On the west wall near the bed, you notice a photo collage. Along the opposite wall is a dresser. On top of the dresser is a strange statue. Between the dresser and the closet is a small side table on which a chessboard is set up. 
You don't see any windows or any other way out of this room. You'd better continue your search. All right, straight for that bathroom door. Oh, okay. Based on the layout of the house, this southern door should lead to the bathroom. It's held shut by a standard combination lock with numbers 0 through 39. Now, standard combination lock, that's one of the ones that it's just a circle of numbers that you rotate Correct. clockwise and clockwise. Fantastic. I'm glad this is a virtual room. I can't use those in real life. <laughs> uh, all right, well, Danny, what are you going to look at first? There's a lot of stuff to look at. We the hurry back up. of the door that we came through. Oh, okay. I'm not missing any doors. Yeah, I'll, I will tell you now that none of the other doors have anything once you've opened them. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've been spoilers. burned before. All right, what are we looking at? I'm intrigued by this chessboard. Let's do it. Uh, sure, there's a chessboard set up on the table, but the layout doesn't look correct to you. You notice a single piece shaped like a horse, the knight, you think. You flash back to a memory from your childhood. You are sitting on your grandfather's lap, and he is explaining how the piece moves. Uh, do you know how a chess knight moves? Yes. Like a little elf. Yes. At this point in your memory, your father storms in. Chess, he says. Chess is a thinking man's game. <laughs> no son of mine will play chess. He knocks the chessboard to the floor. This is the last time you remember seeing your great-grandfather. And you may now open the chess link that I sent to you earlier. Cool. All right, lovely. For everybody at home, you'll have access to this image. Uh, you can see it in the show notes. Uh, but Danny, oh, do you want to try and describe this big old chessboard? Yeah, okay. So there are indeed pieces all around. Now, most of them are nondescript looking pieces, the kinds where I would sort of the assume pawns. that they must all be pawns. Yeah, it's, look, it's a bunch of black and white pawns. This on the board. one horse at the bottom is the. Oh, no, there's. Wait, sorry, is that the mouse? Yeah, that was the mouse. There was one that looked like a bishop, but you had the mouse on it. So. Oh, you're right. I get a little <laughs> um, Yeah, okay, so we've got this knight down the bottom. There's also a bunch of letters and possibly num. Yep, definitely numbers. Yep. All around the place, scattered, just interspersed between the pieces. Like, I, there's obviously a lot of squares on mm. a chessboard, so I don't want to say all For example, of them. if you do just the first uh, mm. row of the chessboard, it says... The eight S squares are S, pawn. a white pawn, E, nothing, a seven, another white pawn, an A, and an N. So you can yeah, see that these things are intermingled and interspersed. There's uh, also one that has just a dash. A there is hyphen. one that is just a little hyphen. I wonder what that's going to mean. Now, I have a plan of what I would want to do okay. with this board. Yep. Which is, we have one piece that is separate, different from the others, which yeah. is that there's a single piece that is the knight, yep. a black knight. And we know how a knight moves. That flashback was designed to teach us how a knight moves if we didn't know. Yeah. And the knight, if you look at the, where the knight is right now, it's in the bottom left. And a knight can move, Almost goes two squares one way and one square yep. in uh, uh, And based on the occupation of the other squares, there is only one that this there knight is, could there move There is to. only one way. It can't go two right and up because it'll hit a black pawn. It can't go two up and right. It, again, it'll hit a black pawn. And, but it, and, it, there's, and anywhere else it, it runs out of space. But if it goes two up and left, it lands on a J. That so I wonder if we're going to need to knight move around the board to try and spell something out. It could be that. I'm, I'm happy to try. Let's, so let's maybe we should start mapping the options that the horse can take. So obviously it has to start with J, yep. right? From J, it can either go... C, L, or U. C, L, or U. Now, if we're trying to spell a word, maybe jump to try, U. Try the U. It's the only thing that would follow on yeah, from sure. a U. Yeah, sure. From the U, it can go to A, U, U L. Sh oh, my God, there's too many. Or an or I. Blank. There are Wait, so are many I, options. Oh, yeah. So maybe... Ooh, that one's tricky. Or it can even take this white pawn. 
It couldn't oh, take no. a black one, but it can take a white one. I so didn't you, account there for that. Are all options available to it, that's including a, going back to Jay. So yeah, maybe that's a few choices, we though. do need some more information about how to do this. Maybe. Or maybe yeah, why don't can... you try taking the pawn just to see what happens? What? How do we try taking okay. the pawn? What happens Wait. if we try and take that white pawn? Yeah, if you try picking up a pawn from the board, it's like it's glued in place. It can't be moved. Okay. Uh, does this feel like it's true for the other pawns that are all there? Yeah, you test on some of the other pawns. None of them can be moved. Uh, our horsey can move all over the place? Yes, your horse can move freely. Cool. So that at least matches up yeah. with what we're wanting to do. Okay, so we've got a lot of options right now still um, for letters. Like, my instinct would probably be the L. That feels like it's the one that comes most naturally after a U. Should we try to follow that, or would you rather look at other stuff, get a more full picture of the room, and then come back and do this? Maybe let's come back. Maybe we'll get something that hints it. And if yeah, not, there's then still plenty we'll of stuff to look at. But it's good to know whether or not we can yeah, just like, do it. I so let's keep looking. So far, nothing is telling me that this is not doable, but... But maybe we'll get something that helps doing it. It gives us some direction. Yeah, who knows? Um, or just... Or we'll have an idea of what we want to spell. Exactly. Like, oh, we're spelling out juicy yeah, at the start. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, all we've got so far as an obstacle is this one uh, combination lock. The mm. other stuff in the room is just free to us so yeah. far. It'd be good to know what our obstacles are. Okay. Let's check out the wardrobe. The closet? Yes, that. Sorry. The... <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, sorry, I was just making sure that I was on the same page in terms of words. Um, the wardrobe or closet is stuffed full of clothes of all sizes, colors, and styles. You notice nine empty hangers off to one side, labeled numbers one through nine. So we have the hangers, which are one to nine, nine hangers labeled one to nine. And the rest is just there's, there's clothes all throughout as well? Yeah, it's stuffed full of clothes. Men's, women's, all kinds Ooh. of different sizes and colors. Pretty much anything you could look for. Yeah, sounds yeah, like too, so sounds like too much to... for pocket rifling and Yeah, stuff maybe like we need that. to know what we're looking yep. for and come back is the uh, feeling. The I'm Bible saying. said something about clothes, didn't it? It said, don't have clothes. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. It'd be naked all the time. I think it did. Um, observe the lilies of the valley. They don't wear any clothes. Yeah, the line right before that. <laughs> Wasn't it about... Cast off your clothes and observe the lilies. Was that not what it was? If you uh, go back and reread it, it says, So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, Thank how they you. grow. They neither toil nor spin. Exactly. All right, we spin I, all that the clothes. That sounded a little more like don't make clothes, but... Uh, all, right. all right. Cool. Good to know. Got some coat hangers. That'll so be fun. So we check out the chest So we drawers? may need to like move some of the clothes that we need onto these specific coat hangers, you reckon? Yeah, When we I know what so. we're looking yeah, for. We'll, we'll find nine individual clothing yep. things. Okay, over to the dresser. Weird statue first, for sure. Okay, sure. We'll I, look need at the to, weird I need statue. to draw a weird statue. The dresser is pretty ordinary looking. It's wooden with three drawers. On top is a statuette. It's about a foot tall and is cast in bronze. It appears to be a young boy with feathery wings. An angel, perhaps? He appears not to be flying, but falling, as the wings are spread beneath him and his legs are above the rest of his body. If you look closely at the wings, you see the letters O-V-I-D etched into the largest feather. Oh, he's got COVID. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So we have some kind of Icarian figure mm. with Ovid written on one of his... One of his uh, is there... If we go back to the bookshelf... In the previous room, is there a book by Ovid? Yes, there is. There's a book on the shelf by Ovid. It's called The Metamorphoses. You flip through the book, not sure what you're looking for. After a while, you know you've found what you need, and you can open the handout Ovid. Let's do it. And a Bill, do you want to describe what you see this time? So, uh, again, for people at home, uh, oh, there is, uh, you can look at this image yourself in the show notes. 
Are we looking at a picture from uh, uh, within this book of Ovid's Metamorphosis? And it is a picture titled The Lament for Icarus by Herbert Draper. Before I describe the picture, uh, at the top it's marked OV and then blacked. The ID has been yeah. blacked out. And it's also page 450. Um, now, what we're looking at is a beautiful picture of Icarus. He is collapsed on the ground. He's got giant wings that are strapped to his arms. Uh, for people who don't know uh, the story of Icarus, he tried to fly too close to the sun. His wings waxed and melted. He fell. Poor guy. They're in pretty good condition, They're pretty this good. picture. It looks like he just, just fell. Because those wings look perfect. This looks like, you know, a fancy, real, oil-on-canvas work of art that we're talking about. And here. surrounding uh, the collapsed Icarus, there are three women, two behind him, one below him, all nude. One has a harp, and uh, one has... Is that like a little crown of thorns? That's wild. Yeah, something like that. Um, and so there you go. And Icarus is uh, all dead. Poor Icarus. He does not look very alive. Yeah, that's sad. And yes, down the bottom... It says, The Lament for Icarus by Herbert Draper. Cementing the idea that it feels very real. Unless, yeah. unless yeah, Jesse is a great artist. I did artist. credit. <laughs> I am not. I did credit the image in my image credits in my full room write-up. <laughs> There's some very, uh, some very like Christian Christ-like imagery oh, yeah. for Icarus. The, way, the clothes he's wearing and the way he's positioned. For sure. Uh, Interesting that we've got this style. Like the and feet together, like, the arms out in the loincloth with the red on it, like the, like the blood from the spear. Wouldn't you that this art style was like one to 200 years earlier? Well, I think it's a deliberate, a deliberate callback to, to it. That's art. fair. Um, and yeah, That's something. very Christ-like imagery for That Icarus. water looks bloody good. Uh, and maybe that's why she has a crown of thorns as well. Well, there you go. All right, cool. Icarus is dead. So the most suspicious thing about this is the fact that half of Ovid's name has been blacked out. Yeah, so we take out the I and the D from everything we ever see for the okay. rest of our lives. Okay, makes sense. All right, uh, I don't get too much more from no, that. No, I don't have start... an action coming out of this. No, should we start pouring through drawers? Yeah, go open up the drawers of the dresser. Uh, the dresser drawers? Yes. Uh, yeah, they're mostly filled with socks and underwear. Tucked among the socks, however, you find a seashell radio. You mean a row? What? It's just R-A-O. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right. Now, seashell radios, I, do, I, I did not apparently read any extracts about them from so when I was going to radio. A seashell radio is essentially like an in-ear headphone, mm. um, like an AirPod. Yeah, that was pretty um, much what I was picturing. you could listen to the radio. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we put it on? Listen All right, to what's going on? stick it in our shared ears. Yeah. Let's it see if it's it crackles a little bit, emits a weak squeal, and dies. It seems the battery is dead. Rude. Can we, does it take AA batteries? <laughs> it does not. It needs like one of those little um, like lithium type batteries, like one of those small, you can uh, fit it on your pinky finger batteries. Little button battery. Rude. Okay. Will a coin do the job? <laughs> a little coin. <laughs> um, the coin is way too big. You said okay. it was a half dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. What next? Which one do you want to look at? We've got a lot of stuff if we just keep going. Yeah. Should we just keep walking want, in a lefterly direction to the nightstand? To the nightstand. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a small wooden nightstand with a single drawer. There's a magazine on top of it, or what passes for a magazine these days. It's a single page. And you may now open the link called Digest, Digest, Digest. Yes, oh. Dan, if you can give it a description again for people at home, this is available in the show notes. It's like an infographic. Uh, about <laughs> comparing two people. Mm, at the top, it says political candidate comparison. Yeah. 
for. So it seems to be choosing two little cartoons and we are fighting over which one's going to be president. How, how about this, Danny? Yeah. Uh, you play Winston Noble and Hubert Hogue. You come up oh. with voices for them, and I'll ask you these questions. Um, okay. Sure. <laughs> this sounds like it's so going to go great. So comparing who's going to be our next president. Um, uh, Winston Noble, well, what political party are you from? Oh, I'm for the ends. And what about you, Hubert Hogue? I'd I, I, I prefer the outs. And now in a way that people can hear and understand. Out. All right, Winston Noble, <laughs> ins. Hubert Hogue, outs. Okay, the next one doesn't really work as a question. So appearance-wise... I am extremely handsome. I wouldn't say so. I think I'm rather more homely. So yes, uh, Winston is handsome and Hubert is homely. You invited this. I don't know why. All right, I'll keep going. And uh, (laughs) just for the people at home who can't see you, who are listening in on their seashell radios, what height are you? I am an impressive 1.9 meters tall. 1.90 to be specific. So you know I'm rounding correctly. Thank you for for the significant figures. And what about you, Hubert? All right. There's nothing wrong with one one point six three, and it's better that way. All right, so Hubert is one point six three, and uh, Winston is one point nine. That's a for little people, small. For Americans listening at home, what's that? One point nine is like six foot four. Yeah, it's yeah. it's about that. It's quite tall. Uh, and one he's tall, and Hogue is not. And one point six three would, would be, be five, five, four? five, five, four, something like that. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> I weigh 198 pounds. I weigh 224 pounds. I'm Wait until the question is asked of you. This is a debate. We must have order here. (laughs) No, I think by the last one, I got it quite right. The last one is saying what type of speech did I You actually got that phenomenal. I nailed it. Did you look at that before? I did not. Winston Noble is loud and Hubert Hogue is mumbling. mumbling. Uh, Winston is stylish and Hubert is shabby. And Winston is 198 pounds. And Hubert is 224 pounds. This feels like political propaganda to me. I get the feeling that someone likes Winston Noble. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this this has this paper has a bias. <laughs> that said, looking at the little cartoon pictures that we've got of them, Hubert Hogue has way cooler hobbies. I mean, looking at those cartoon pictures we have of them, I'm Hubert Hogue. I mean, that's a picture <laughs> of me. <laughs> so, so Danny, uh, it's. In this society, being outside is not acceptable. You would not I'm want sorry. to be seen in a park. Only weird people with weird ideas who read books hang out in parks. That's true. I am surprised it didn't even mention the fact that he's got glasses. Yeah, they, uh, don't, want to, they don't want to paint it. Feels like there should be inside. some little arrows pointing to them. All right. So... Yeah, we've got this interesting comparison going on here. Very prettily put together. That looks really cool. Again, anything that you can garner from it for immediately important. No, I don't have an action from this. It might be something to reference for some other action. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Oh. Unless we're trying to make his outfit, but I don't think so. Ah. Is there any, there's nothing on the back of this, I'm assuming. It's just this single page. Single page. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe for now we just keep this in mind. I think we've just got to keep it in mind. All right. Uh, there was a single drawer to this nightstand, did you oh, say? Oh, yes. Was there anything in the, in the nightstand? It's crammed full of batteries of all shapes and sizes. Well, except oh. AA batteries. Is there <laughs> a little battery for the seashell radio? You have to dig a bit, but you find one eventually. Sweet. All right, let's put it in and give it a listen. Sure, the sound is clear this time. Noble looks like he's about ten times taller than Hogue. <laughs> Idiot, he's not. He's only... He's only... 
uh, 27 down. centimeters taller. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah, and Hogue is kind of fat, isn't he? I wonder how many stone he weighs. Oh, no. I don't know how, how many pounds to stone. Oh, boy. Noble's appearance and fashion are also superior. Noble will win for sure. Well, that's it for a political minute. Brought to you by Denim's Dentifrice. Denim's. Spelled D-E-N-H-A-M-S. Denim's Dandy Dental Detergent. Denim's Dentifrice. <laughs> Sorry, that was D-E-N-H. D-E-N-H-A-M-S. Denham's. Denham's. D-E-N-H-A-M-S. Oh, Denham's. Denham's. Even better. So that specifically mentioned him looking about 10 times taller. Asked about how many stone Hogue weighed. Mentioned their fashion choices. And that was from Denim's. Yeah. Again, information, mm. but I don't have an action to take. No, I don't know where to put this yet. And we're taking way too long, so we've got to keep going. What? We're like an hour in. What? Somehow. Let's jump on the bed. Yep, let's look at the bed. <laughs> Are you actually jumping on the bed or just looking yeah, why at not? it? No, there might be something fancy hidden in it. The bed seems pretty ordinary and, and is covered in a colorful quilt. There's also a teddy bear resting neatly on the pillows, and you can now open the quilt handout. All right. Is there, is there a nanny cam hidden in this bear? Uh, yes. It is watching your every move and sending it to Big Brother. Yeah. Okay, so this quilt, uh, which you can see at home yourself if you'd like to follow along, oh, okay. is a nine-image quilt. It's nine squares all quilted together. And we can describe all of them from the top left. Uh, in fact, why don't we? I'll do the top row. You do the next row. I'll do the bottom row. We'll sure. So the top row uh, going across has a yellow duck or, or bird, I guess. But I'm going to say a little duck in profile, a duckling in profile, or just some kind of yellow bird. Then it has a purple book and then a blue spirally circle, maybe like a marble or something. Hmm. And the second row under that, we've got a green leaf, a red heart, and a brown teddy. And then below that, there is a black... Do you want to call that like a pawn, like a chess piece? It could be. Definitely just a chess piece. Something like a black pawn. An orange coconut. Uh, I was going bowling ball, but fair. Or bowling ball. And then a purple flower, which could match... uh, Or a pink flower. Yeah, I'd go pink. Pink. It uh, probably matches the pink flower that we saw in the other room. Yeah, we've definitely seen some of this stuff before. Yeah, we've seen a teddy bear on the bed. We've seen a pink flower on the... In the vase, in the in the parlor, Certainly we've seen the seen black chess, pieces. chess piece on the chess board. So maybe there's some order or connection that yeah. we draw between these things. If we uh, looking we've seen, at probably seen a purple book in the I was book going to well. say checking out all of the books that we've seen so far. Does any one of them stand out as notably purple? Yeah, when you check the bookshelf for purple books, you search and are certain that there are exactly four books with purple covers. Hmm. Oh, it's a number. Okay. All right, so I'll draw a little grid on my notes, and we know that the top middle is four. Looking at the bed, there's just a single teddy bear, isn't there? Uh, yes, that's right. And we haven't seen any With teddy bears. With a nanny cam. <laughs> so no. let's call that one. Right. Um, if I go back to the chessboard, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven black pawns. pawns. So the bottom left is a... Oops. Put that in the wrong place. There's a black pawn. All right. Uh, how about pink flowers? Can we go back and see how many pink ones there are? Do you just want pink? There are five pink flowers. Okay. Okay. So we're still missing green leaves, red hearts, orange coconuts, yellow birds. And, and blue, blue spirals. Um, I don't know what any of those are. I don't think we've seen anything like that so far. 
Okay. Maybe. We'll Is get there to anything them. with the bed if we look under the pillow yep. or under uh, the uh, bed? Um, or... More thorough bed search. If we do a thorough bed search, do we find anything else? Uh, you can bounce on the bed a little bit, but you don't find anything. I mean, obviously. Cool. And is this teddy bear anything? Uh, no, just a teddy bear. It may or may not have a nanny cam. <laughs> Great. We smash it. All right. So last thing in here, this photo collage. Let's have a look at the photo collage. It's one of those frames that contains multiple slots for pictures of various sizes. In the top left, there is a photo of three boys, similar in age. The photo in the center shows a young woman in profile. To the right of her is a picture of an elderly gentleman. On the bottom left is a snapshot of a young couple. On the bottom right, there is a photo of a baby girl. At the bottom of the frame is a brass plaque that reads, Photos of my loved ones. All right, these are loved ones. I want. I, I reckon they're going to go with the heart. Oh, so you think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight loved ones? That makes sense to me. Done. So the middle part of that grid is an eight mm. because that's three boys, one woman, one old man, two people in a couple, and a baby girl. All right. Is there anything else to look at in this room? What's below? I think that's everything. I think we looked at everything. Well, where? You have looked at everything. Yes, that's correct. Should we go back to the chessboard? Yeah, let's go. Maybe we have to go back to the chessboard. I also wonder if the clothing thing would have something to do with the presidential debate. It could be. I was wondering if one of those um, quilt pictographic clues was based on that information somehow. Is that, that is the top sure right about. meant to be a stone? Oh. You will know what the top right is meant to be when <laughs> right. you get to the appropriate yeah. room. That would be tough, but impossible. Yeah, okay. you can't solve that one yet. Well, let's check out this chessboard then. Yeah, let's see if we can take a look. Okay, so we made it as far as you, and then we found some other ones. I'm going to follow an L track, because I think going down left to an L feels like it makes most sense to me. Sure. And then the choices either go back to that U, go to a V, or go to an I. I like I. And I'll tell you, you'll never go back to the same space twice. Fair enough. I was probably I'm liking this because now there's an option to go for a U and an option to go for an S. Oh, Julius. I, that feels like it spelled something. Okay, but you can't really move on from... Oh, you can go to a space. Yeah. And then to the C. Uh, then to the A. A. E. E. No, this E. Yes, and then, then to that S. S-A-R. So you get to Julius Caesar. Right. Do we uh, keep going? Then, there's another space. Then where? Yep, maybe let's go to the space. Then... Oh, it's going to like give us a reference to the book. I think the only letter that we can get to from that space... Oh, no, the A or the I. We have to keep better track of what we've used, I think. That's probably smart. But we haven't been to this bottom corner at all yet. No, not really. So, Julius Caesar, blank. Act. Oh, yeah, A, C, What's the Caesar T. thing called? What did he write? Oh, and then there's the... Hy- we can go to the hyphen. Would you, would you want a hyphen from act? Yeah, why not? All right. Act. act. Seven. There's not seven acts. That's crazy. But it's not going to be You probably act need a space after the word act. That makes uh, sense. There is a space. Oh, yeah. Act. That makes sense. Act. I. I. Damn it. Where's my book of Shakespeare? Maybe that's uh, just act one. It could just. It could be. Oh, no. There's oh, IV. There's, there's a, a v. v. All right. Act four. Okay. Space again. Space. And then maybe we can spell out... Oh, can we spell out scene with this? I think we... S-C-E-N-E. Okay. Scene. Uh, oh, space. Oh, yeah. I. 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 Have we used that I? Have we used that I? No, I don't know. Good. I don't... Oh. 
Okay, act Yeah, three. you should use three eyes there. All right, Good. scene three. Ah, uh, what comes after scenes? Oh, space. Should we go to the full on space? L Line, obviously. And E. Space. Is there a space yeah. to from there? L I E N E S. Oh, lines. Lines. That makes sense. Oh my god, uh, we really should. Oh, this one would have been cool to draw out. We got to try drawing this one out. Yeah, because now I'm okay, lines. Mis losing track of which ones we've used or not. Lines. No, that's okay. Blank. Seven. T. T. Two. two. Seventy. Two. Two. Seventy to seventy-two. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so we wow, have just run this. That. We have been running this. Uh, Night all along the board, hitting letters in order to try and spell these things out, avoiding stepping on new things, avoiding stepping on pawns, and trying to just follow along. And that is what we've spelled. Julius Caesar, uh, act four, what? scene... What? Was it four? Yeah, IV. Oh, sorry. Act four, scene three, lines 70 to 72. Danny has taken out our copy of the complete works of William Shakespeare. I like Julius is... Caesar. We're going to see Julius Caesar in a month. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, in the room you find a copy of the book called Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare. Well, the structure of the text reminds you of the scripts you can get to follow along the shows of the parlor walls. <laughs> it takes you a few minutes to find the act indicated by the chessboard, but eventually you get there. Now wait. The words seem to be spoken by a character named Brutus. Now yep. hold on. Danny, do you have them? What do they okay, say? Okay, so just uh, be clear. Uh, act four, scene three. Um, lines 70 lines to 72. Seven. Uh, is it the one that starts with for certain sums of gold? Oh, that's a different line than I have. <laughs> yeah, fair is, enough. There, it, there is no terror, Cassius, ah. in your threats. That's our sixty-six in this book. Okay, do you want to do you want to read it? Sure. There is no terror, yeah. Cassius, in your threats, for I am armed so strong in honesty that they pass me by pass by me as the idle wind, which I respect not. Uh, I don't know how many lines you, I've read. That that's there. You have no idea what that could mean. Mm. Books really are as confusing as your grandfather used to say. <laughs> How does that get us a password into the kitchen? <laughs> I forgot that we need that. It did have the word pass in it. So close. Man, I have no idea what to do with that. Mm. We solved a big puzzle. You did solve a big puzzle. You may not be ready to use the information from it yet. Well, then what else do we need to... What else can we do right now? Oh, man. Okay. We have a lot of stuff going we on. We haven't solved. We haven't done anything with the with the clothes in the wardrobe. No, um, this there is was nothing shorter. else in the dresser to deal with. We haven't really done anything based based on that over. Um, the stuff that we heard on the radio, maybe, and the political poster thing. Oh I, yeah, probably. I, I want to know what to do with that. I don't know how to in deal with that. So hold on. Also, based it on was... the fact that spelling of denims was important, is that an anagram or something? No, you know what. No. <laughs> so the first thing was Winston seems to be ten times taller than. Hubert. Yep. Which means the first number, I think, is probably we do their ten times their their height, and the only one that makes sense for it is like Winston might be nineteen. Oh, maybe. Only one point nine. Ten times yeah. that'd be nineteen, and that's a number. That so is. Maybe a the number. first thing is nineteen for Winston. Could be. Now, the next one is Hogue looks heavy. How many stone do you think mm. he weighs? Now, I don't know if we have any way of knowing that. Is is there in universe? Does our character just know? What 224 pounds is in stone, or are we missing something that might you help us? You can check that? the bookshelf. Yeah, that was uh, my next question. And measures, a book about weights and measures. Yeah, uh, you find an old maths textbook. You're able to find a chapter on unit conversions. One stone is equal to 14 pounds. Okay. So if one stone is equal to 14 pounds, what's 224 pounds? Just <laughs> um, maths, Danny. Gosh. All right, great. 16. Wait, did I say that right? What was it? I wasn't paying. 14 pounds is 14. one stone. 
Okay, so uh, let me just so 224. That. I feel like 16 stone is huge. I can't bet. 224 divided by 14. I also have two calculators here. Once and then into 84, <laughs> six times 16. All right, 16 stone. <laughs> Um, so we got 19, 16. Can you, can we listen to that radio again? What, what exactly was it saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'll jump to the part right after how many stone he weighs. The next thing it said was nobles appearance and fashion are also superior. Hmm. Appearance and fashion. Those are two separate categories on here. Yes. Are also superior. I mean, I can't put handsome and stylish into a, into a combination lock. No, that's interesting. Oh, what are we gonna do with that? And that's it, right? There's no more. And then it just says this is from den denims. Yeah, yeah. And the denims is just flavor. It's so, a, an advertisement from the story. Yeah. Lovely. So red herring. Nineteen, I'm happy with. <laughs> Sixteen, I'm happy with. But then I don't know how handsome and stylish are each. Yeah. How are we gonna put together do this? a number? They are similar. What I, I, one thing I'm noticing, I don't know if it means anything, is that the, each of the words for the appearance and the fashion are somewhat similar. Like, what do you mean? It's not like handsome and ugly. It's handsome and homely. It's not stylish and, un, and like, you know, poorly dressed. It's stylish and shabby. They have, like, they're, they're, they're alliterative. Hmm. I don't know if there's any, I'm just talking our way through a puzzle in case this sparks anything that is actually true rather than it being notice, notable by itself. Handsome and homely, stylish and shabby. Handsome and stylish are superior. They are better. They're higher than... I don't... Is it how many more letters they are? That doesn't seem like it's been really clued if that's it. Sometimes uh, the simplest answer is the best answer. Hmm. Okay. Well, then we... How many letters do we have for those? Yeah. One, two, three, uh, eight, four, five, six, seven, eight. Versus and one, seven. Two, three, so it could four. be a 15, potentially. It could be if we're just counting the letters. Hmm. Did you say appearance and fashion? That does sound like plussing to me. Well... Danny yeah. is a maths tutor. <laughs> okay, we can just do the number of letters. Okay. So 15? That so would be 15. We... Okay, now, I don't know how to do these locks. No, nobody does. You go right to one. <laughs> That's okay. John Beatty does know how. Uh, so yeah. you're entering the combination 19, 16, 15? Let's yes. do that. You enter the combination carefully and the lock opens. As expected, you've opened the door to the bathroom. Okay. What is in this bathroom? The bathroom is very small. It occupies the southeast corner of the house. In addition to the door you came through, there's a door on the west wall that leads back to the parlor. The bathroom is furnished the way you'd expect a bathroom to be. There's a toilet on the east wall. North of the toilet is a sink. Uh, above, above the sink is a mirror. A bathtub occupies the south wall. Clawfoot or normal? It is clawfoot. Yes. And near the tub along the west wall is a hamper for dirty clothing. And that's everything in this room. Okay, let's go quick. We've we got to go fast, Danny. All right, check that toilet cistern. Uh, there's nothing in the toilet cistern, but the toilet seems ordinary enough. The water is a dark blue color. It seems functional, too. When you give it a flush, you notice that it flushes for an unusually long time. Hmm. Long toilet. Is that a, sw is that a swirl? Is that a blue swirl? Oh, is that the blue swirl? Does it look like a blue swirl? It does. How many seconds does it go? Yeah, yeah. You feel like the toilet will never stop flushing. You're able to count to nine Mississippi before it finally <laughs> stops. Or do y'all count to nine Piccadilly? Like, my friends and I Googled this in our last playtest. I don't mean I've never Mississippi'd. 
I feel like it's not like that would still be a thing that we could get taught. I, I feel like Mississippi's is definitely a thing from my childhood. I think as a child, <laughs> I literally just slowly said the word second. It's just about learning <laughs> really? a rhythm. Really? I think as a kid, I was just always, and still now, go like one second, two second, Oh, that's three wild. Second, rather than one Mississippi to, or something like that. I think that. I got Mississippi'd. I think I that, never, that seems wild to me. You don't even know what Mississippi is as a kid. <laughs> well, you know what? I did go to America when I was like four or five. So maybe my parents started teaching me it right then. Quick, you got to learn Mississippi. Some people do one one thousand. Is a oh, that's common true. one one thousand, two one thousand, mm-hmm. three one thousand. That's, that's also a, that's familiar. A, that's a very familiar one. I didn't one one thousand, but one one thousand, two one thousand is was a big thing as a, as a kid as well. Yeah. What was your strategy, people at home? (laughs) One Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, (laughs) four Carolina. I think that's how you do it. Um. In any case, you got to nine. Excellent. We got a swirly toilet. All right. um, Shall we check out the hamper? We know that clothes have been a thing. Yes. Yeah, the clothes hamper is made of wicker and it has a lid. The lid is latched shut, but the latch is all rusted. You aren't able to open it. Oh. Okay. Does it feel like, is this sort of pick just like enough to feel if there's stuff inside it? Yeah, there's stuff inside it. Mm. And so it's rusted shut? Is that mm. the issue? Yes, that's right. Okay. Cool. All, All right. right. Uh, Let's ba- keep looking around. Bathtub. Yeah, what's up with this bathtub? It's an ordinary white bathtub, the old-fashioned kind with claw feet. Near the tub, you see a small bucket of toys, tugboats, rubber ducks, things of that nature. How many rubber ducks? Three rubber ducks. All right. Lovely. And a bunch of other toys. Who too. cares? <laughs> are there any there are teddy bears? Coconuts. <laughs> there are no coconuts. The right. toilet we've checked out and we got sink. some info from it. Let's check out the sink and then see if the mirror is a cabinet. There's nothing special about the sink. The water runs normally and there's a small cake of soap and a hand towel nearby. The mirror over the sink seems ordinary. Your reflection appears a little harrowed. You notice that this is one of those mirrors that houses a medicine chest mm, behind this it. Was my next yes. The medicine chest is locked, though. There is a hole for a small key. We haven't a found key? a small key, have we? We found 12 earlier. Oh, yeah, we found Not those 12 earlier. keys. How many of those? <laughs> None of them. Damn. And I, I know that you said that after we've walked through a door, there won't be any use for them. But what about the one that was locked from the inside? The one that leads out to the parlor? Yeah. It leads back to the parlor, and you can see now why it wouldn't open earlier. It's deadbolted shut. You can release the deadbolt, and the door opens easily. When you do, a small folded piece of paper that had been wedged between the doorframe and the door flutters to the ground. You open it and find a handwritten note. It says, password hint, the knight's defense. Cool. Knight with a K? Yes, that's right. Well, we did get some stuff that we were doing with the knight that we haven't used yet. Did we? What was that? The password that we, the, not the Julius Caesar quote that we ended up getting. Oh, you're right. There is no terror, Cassius, in your threats, for I am armed so strong in honesty that they pass me by as the idle wind which I respect not. Do we just say the word honesty? Can we try the word honesty as a password? Yeah, when you try the word honesty as a password, a chime rings <gasps> and you hear a click. The door to the kitchen is now unlocked. All right, let's get into this kitchen. Okay. This is the last room. The only door here is the one you came through. The kitchen floor is black and white tile. On the north wall, straight ahead of the door, is an oven. To the right of the oven is a long countertop. Left of the oven is a liquor cabinet. I see they keep their brandy in the kitchen. 
That's a reference <laughs> for all our Patreon fans. Uh, nice. Liquor cabinet. There's a refrigerator on the east wall. In the southeast corner of the kitchen, there's a table. And along the west wall, you see a microwave. You're not sure how anything in here will help you escape this house, but you're certain you must be getting close. <laughs> yeah, let's have a look around. I want to... Oh, no, wait. I won't make a decision here, Danny. It's your mm. job. What are we looking at? I wanted to quickly look at the quilt again and see which shapes we're missing. Because we're still missing two. We are missing... A green... Oh, a green know. leaf. We called it a leaf. I, it still looks like a leaf. And, and the bowling ball. There's probably an orange, coconut. right? It's probably just like, that like an orange. would also make sense. I, I'm, I'm kind of growing on it being a golden or coconut. Or it's a golden coconut. You We've been know. playing a lot of Stardew. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's have a look then, shall we? Yep. Okay. Table first. Uh, the table is a simple wooden table with two seats. The only thing on the table are two rather green and leafy potted plants. <gasps> and how many leaves do they have? Uh, more than you can count, Don't but there are what? two plants. <laughs> all right. Two. Fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, that table's done. Lovely. Let's have a look. I want to have a look at something. Uh-huh. Can we go look at the microwave and open it up and see if there's yep. anything inside? Yeah, there's nothing unusual about it. It's an ordinary microwave, but there is a microwave-safe bowl inside. And how many coconuts are in the bowl? <laughs> uh, there are no coconuts. Well, what's even the point? All right, we have a microwave-safe microwave bowl. You know, th- those words. Yep, cool. We can microwave something if we want to. Yes. That's good to know. All right, what are we looking at next, Danny? And assume if we take out that bowl, anything exciting there? No. Cool. All right, uh, should we just keep circling around the room? Liquor cabinet? Well, I don't want to lick a cabinet. That's weird. It's full of bottles of all different kinds of alcohol. If you're looking for something specific, let me know. Cool. Uh, okay. All right, let's open up that oven. Yeah. Let's have a look at the oven. Find it's the an... oven safe bowl. It's an ordinary oven. There's a dial to set the temperature. The temperatures are in degrees Fahrenheit, and they range from 100 degrees to 500 degrees. There are also dials for stovetop burners and a cookie sheet and a pot holder on top of the stove. That's a lot of things. Now, my first instinct is to set the oven to four five one, but maybe we just got to maybe we just got to burn something later. Yeah, set it to four five one. Why not? Just for uh, the fun of it. The oven dials are in increments of twenty five degrees, so you can't really oh. do four five one. Rude. All right. Um, bench. The bench. Yeah, it's a glitch. You got the bench. <laughs> But yeah, there's nothing too unusual about the long wooden countertop. It has the normal kinds of things you might expect to see there. A spice rack, a toaster, a fruit bowl. Mm. There's also a recipe book open to a rather unusual recipe. A concoction to mask one's smell. Ooh, excellent. Ooh, do we know, as people who live in this world, that robot dogs operate on smell? Yes, we do know that. Yes, you absolutely do. Cool. We were told earlier that we'd need to find a way to block its olfactory sensors. Ah, I thought we needed to block its factory-built sensors. Oh. <laughs> all its sensors? factory sensors. It's, yeah, all of its factory sensors. <laughs> uh, or sensors. All right. Uh, well, Whatever. it seems sensor like... Sensor would be a different thing. First things first, let's look at that fruit bowl. I'm a sensor. I'm anticipating six oranges or coconuts. There are... Three bananas, six oranges, and one apple in the bowl. Nice. All right, so if we can get zero for zero coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we should probably take a look at this smell recipe. It yep. says, combine the scent of two other people in whiskey. Two people Bring in to whiskey. a boil and simmer for several hours. 
cool, and apply generously to the entire body. There's a handwritten note in the margin. Takes too long. Put it in the microwave and take a nap. <laughs> so we need two people scents, whiskey, anything else? Those were the only ingredients. And then the instructions. Boil or simmer for ages, which apparently takes too long, so we should just microwave it and take a nap. And then cool and apply to body. Okay. Oof. That's going to be interesting. Two people's scents? Well, let's look at the fridge, shall we? Yes. Uh, the first thing you notice are the poetry magnets scattered on the surface of the refrigerator door. Oh. If you look inside the refrigerator, you notice it's crammed full of foods of all types. And you can now open the last image that I've sent you, which is the poetry magnets oh, image. Right. Again, for people at home, you have access to this in the show notes. Oh, oh yay. Okay. We have poetry magnet magnets, <laughs> not poetry magnates. Uh, that's a different thing. They're all have different things written on them. Some of them are words like the or key. Some of them are, or is. Some of them are shortened little bits like N-E or E-Y or I-D. Sorry, not ID, DI. Presumably we're going to have to make something out of these. Have you? Are you writing them all the right way up? Yep. Cool. I will allow you to do that, and then I will consult you. Me. Problem with those is's. Yeah. Are they upside down? Oh, you're right. One of them could be upside down. It could be SI instead of IS. I kind of look like those S's look like they're differently orientated. Yeah, it might not be. Maybe one's but... is and one's C. That'd be a fun trick. I'd do that if I was making a puzzle. <laughs> uh, same with the, uh, no, ID couldn't be DI. Sorry, sorry. No. D-I, it definitely is. It couldn't be I-D. Yeah. Uh, anything else? D-E? Could that be upside down? D can't be no, upside down. No, it can't be. It could be upside down. We're going to be backwards. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Oh, and in. In could be knee. Oh, I wrote it as knee. Could be in, though. You're right. So it's either I-N or N-I. That makes sense. Probably I-N, but maybe N-I. <laughs> I didn't even notice that one. So we want to stick this Got together me. to make something? All right. Yes, we can do this. Sure. I mean, look, this is the key, so maybe it's the key is in. It would be a good place to I start. I do like that. Um, the I key borrow, is in the. Can I borrow a pencil? Yeah, you can borrow a pencil. No, uh, the other pencil. Yeah, you can borrow the other pencil. Cool. I just feel like I shouldn't write on these. Okay, so the key is in the. The. Um, chest. Chest is good. What do we have after that? What do we have left after the key is in the chest? A lot. Turkey. Ooh, something does say turkey. Maybe the turkey <laughs> chest. <laughs> the chest of the turkey. So what do we what do, no. what do we have left? We get rid of turkey as a word. Medicine. Ah, the key is in the medicine chest turkey. <laughs> is that um, what you've got? Then I've been left with D E I S inside. Oh, not just in inside. Okay, so the key is inside <laughs> the medicine, the medicine chest, chest turkey. turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that has a real order. <laughs> the turkey key? <laughs> is there a turkey in the oven? Uh, there's a turkey in the refrigerator, but oh, not right. in the oven. The fridge has food. Uh, is there a, is there a, do we need a key for the turkey? Is there a turkey key? <laughs> yes, the turkey is locked. I no. stick my hand sure right enough, up that there turkey. Is a whole turkey. There is a whole turkey inside the refrigerator. I stick a my whole hand turkey. up the turkey. 
You reach into the cavity and feel around. After a moment, you find a small key. Which will be for the medicine chest. The medicine chest key is inside the turkey. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Let's head over to the medicine chest. (laughs) Well, no, no, I got to draw that. But yeah, it's okay. While that is happening, we can, while I'm drawing this, we can do that. The key fits perfectly in the small hole. The medicine chest swings open. It's practically empty. The only thing inside is a tube of Denim's dentifrice. All right. Do we need... What is that? What What did we just get, It's sorry? essentially toothpaste. Ah. Does that smell like somebody? Hmm. Would you say that so it doesn't smell no. like toothpaste? It doesn't smell like a person, unfortunately. Okay. So uh, what we also did, we finally got all of those numbers on that quilt. Yes. And you might note, they are the numbers one to nine, much like coat hangers. Oh. However, I do not know how to get the toilet onto a coat hanger. <laughs> so perhaps we just, do we have to? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so how are we going to connect these things that I feel surely have a connection? Um, yeah, because that's the only other thing that's been one to nine. You think it's about ordering them? Because we could just like move the coat hangers into a certain order, because we have these numbers in an order. Maybe now. do we have the numbers in an order? I suppose we do. Well, we read the pictures out in an order. Okay, I mean, but what happens if we go to the cupboard and put the coat hangers themselves in order, and we put them from left to right as three, four, nine, two, eight, one, seven, six, five? Good question. I'm, that's why I'm nothing. asking. The game master. coat hangers look sad to be out of their order. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, oh, in that case, can we go back to it? Back to the uh, quilt picture? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Just want to see. Let's take a look. So what did we have? We had a bear. Mm-hmm. Then we had a leaves. Then we had a duck. This isn't forming words. No, bear plant duck doesn't mean anything. Uh, unless there are clothes that match the colors of these things. That's Are there fair. outfits that look like a... Is there a brown bear suit? Well, there were articles of just about every color in the closet. If you're looking for something brown in the closet, you find a pair of pants. Okay. Can we, so yeah, can we hang a, from left to right, something brown, something green, something yellow, something blue. Purple. Sorry, something uh, purple. Then something pink, something orange, something black, something red, then something blue. Absolutely. I'm going to read to you what each item of clothing that you've hung up now is. All right. The brown item is a pair of pants. The green item is also pants, um, but they're much smaller compared to the brown. Mm -hmm. The yellow item is a sweater. Purple is an evening gown. Pink is a camisole. Orange is overalls. Black is a nightgown. Red is a dress. And blue is a suit. This is something. I mean, is it? Yes. What is it? Pants, pants, sweater, gown, camisole, overalls, nightgown, dressing suit, dress uh-huh. suit? You didn't write evening gown, did you? You oh. didn't write <laughs> Now, I haven't figured out the pants 100% yet, but look at all the ones after that. Seconds. Mm. So pants, pants, seconds. Pants, small pants, seconds. Pants, short seconds. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, I, I haven't figured out how to translate the pants thing yet like, because my logic brain isn't working. Yeah, how do you turn two pairs of pants into a number? So we had a pair of pants, 
And then a pair of pants that were a lot smaller than the first pair of pants. Yeah. Are they shorts or little pants? <laughs> pants short seconds. Uh, no, they're they're definitely pants. They're just a different waist size. Hmm. Okay. Uh, do we get anything out of like checking the specific waist sizes of these yeah, pants? Yeah. The brown the brown pants are size thirty eight, and the green pants are size zero. Three hundred. Oh man, that is a lot smaller. So three hundred eighty seconds. Is okay. that how long we put up something in the microwave? That sounds useful. All right. So we've just found something good. That sounds good to deal with. Do the dress and the suit. <laughs> belong to presumably they belong to two different people yeah do these clothes smell like do people they, <laughs> they smell like they've been laundered ah yeah. we need to go to the hamper oh we need no rust remover does does dentist you do does, need to toothpaste, get to the does toothpaste remove rust do you want to try it out yes uh you aren't really sure whether it will work but it's worth trying you apply a generous amount of dentifrice to the rusted latch you leave it there for a moment and then wipe it away with the hand towel the latch still has a little bit of rust on it but at least now it's functional you open the hamper and are immediately knocked back by the smell. <laughs> Ugh, it smells like a gym locker in there. There's no way you're going through the hamper unless you absolutely have to. Excellent. Well, we do have to. Toothpaste is magic. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's yeah. take a look at what we need to so far. We need the smells of two people. Well, the hamper will presumably give us at least the smell of one. Well, it looks like there have been two people living here. The clothing variety is quite substantial, and it was a queen bed. All right, so let's just say, oh, you're a good point. So we'll just say that this, a piece this of hamper right now, the smell is the let's mixed just, smell of two people. Yeah, we look for two very distinct no, pairs. Let's pour whiskey in the hamper. Oh, God, yeah, we could do that, I suppose. <laughs> that, that might be easier. Um, all right, so yeah, we also need to find some whiskey. There's a liquor cabinet. We've got whiskey. <laughs> we'll need to put them in our microwave-safe bowl. Well, yeah, that's fine. We gotta boil oh, them. Let's use the let's use the oven mitt to the the um what was it the pot holder so that we don't have to touch the clothes. Is there a pot available? Uh, no, you haven't seen a pot. Just the bowl. Okay, so yeah. because this so, obviously means we've got to deal with small pieces of clothing, I say we take uh, two distinct pieces of underwear. All right, we take two pieces yeah. of underwear out of the hamper. <laughs> we stick them in the microwave. You really pot. don't want to go through there. The smell is terrible, but it's easy enough to find the source. You find some old, sweaty exercise clothes uh, or underwear, <laughs> if that's what you prefer. It's quite clear some of it is men's and some of it is women's. Yeah, yeah. great. So we take those. We put One them in the microwave-safe bowl. I can't say that word for some okay. reason. We search the liquor for the Whiskey. finest of whiskeys. <laughs> it's the cheap stuff, but that shouldn't matter. It's not like you're planning to drink it. You know what? Cheap can be fine. Sometimes that's what you want. We... I, I know that I feel better if I have gotten a deal. <laughs> and we and we pour that <laughs> we pour that into the bowl with alongside the the two pieces of, of clothing. And then we put it in the microwave for, for 380 seconds. seconds. Or are we supposed <laughs> No, yep, I'm gonna yeah, I'm yeah. gonna work with that. Three hundred and eighty cool. seconds. You combine the ingredients according to the recipe and put the concoction in the microwave, setting it for 380 seconds. The microwave hums, and you wonder whether a trick as simple as this can really fool the mechanical hound. Now, you have about six minutes before the timer's going to go mm. off, so is there anything else you need to do in the house while you're waiting for the microwave to finish? Well, Just look at the statue of, of Icarus and wonder what the heck that was all about. I mean, we still haven't unlocked the front door. Can we break off the part of his wing that says ID? Um, That's it does feel like it's a different substance compared to the rest, but oh. for some magic reason, it doesn't break. Won't break. Okay, that's or interesting. It, it can break if you want it to break. Oh, that's fine. So the ID is different on his wings because hmm. that's the Ovid Ovid part was. That was interesting. So what is? 
I've drawn so much. I can't remember what we haven't used yet. Put toothpaste on it. Maybe it'll melt it. Can we put toothpaste on the id? Or maybe we should put Uh, it in the oven. Melt it. Oh, Oh my God, melt melt it. it. Of course, it's it's a wax wing. Can we, can we, um, yeah, can we stick Icarus in the oven? Yeah, you put him on the cookie sheet and you put him in the oven, but you haven't turned the oven on, so nothing happens. (laughs) Can we turn the oven on? Sure. Uh, To what temperature? Ah, highest. 450. No, uh, oh my god, one? yeah, 450. You just gave me two separate answers. Why 450? <laughs> well, I said 450 because it was as close to 451 as I could get, but then I remembered it said page 450. Oh, makes sense. All right, we set it to 450, the page number of the Ovid page. When you turn the dial to 450, the heating element almost immediately glows red. <laughs> you put the statuette of Icarus on the cookie sheet and put it in the oven. You're not sure exactly why you're doing this, but it does seem to be what the Ovid book suggested. You wait a few a moments and open the door. The bronze statue looks exactly the same except for one thing. The wings have melted off completely. They are there on the cookie sheet in a bronze-colored waxy puddle. And in that blob of wax, you notice something, a house key. Using the pot holder or the oven mitt, you dig it free from the rapidly cooling wax. Just at the same moment, the microwave dings to let you know your concoction is ready. You open the microwave door. The smell is pretty unpleasant, but not as bad as the smell of the laundry hamper. You give it a few moments to cool, and then you apply the stuff all over yourself. Now it's just a matter of walking out the front door. Just, we, just to be clear, I believe we pour it into the bathtub and then roll around. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is canon. And Absolutely. then we walk out the front door. All right, let's give it a try. Let's see if we open up that front door with this key that we just found. Covered in the foul-smelling concoction, you cautiously unlock the front door, listening for any sounds on the other side. It is silent. You slowly open the door. You see the mechanical hound poised on the other side. As if on cue, it perks up and extends its probe toward you. The hound cocks its head side to side, as if uncertain. Then it retracts its probe, turns in a circle, and lays down. (laughs) You exit the house and walk past the mechanical hound, confident that you are now free. But you soon realize you are not. At the end of the sidewalk stands Captain Brazier, who is aiming the kerosene hose directly at you. He has a crazed look in his eyes. Well, Beatty, you got out. That means you've seen what's inside him. His laughter makes the muscles in your neck tighten. So what do you think? Now that you've seen it with your own eyes, these books, do you want to keep burning them? Are they as crazy and dangerous as they would have you believe? Something in the way he's talking makes you think that maybe he is really opposed to burning books. But then again, he's aiming a kerosene hose at you. Hmm. If you say something he doesn't like, he might just douse and light you. So what will you do now? Will you tell him you want to keep burning books? Or that you want to protect books? Or maybe you want to attack him? I say, I am the grobgo gabgalab and I love books. <laughs> Uh, So are you choosing to protect books then? Yeah, I love books. (laughs) You only hesitate a moment before voicing the thoughts that have been troubling you lately. No, sir, they don't seem dangerous at all. Foolish, maybe. Unimportant, but not dangerous. I'm curious about them. The captain lowers the kerosene hose. I thought you might be a thinking man. I'm glad my instincts were right. This whole thing was a test, and you've passed, my boy. His eyes are glistening. I'd like you to join the Phoenix Brigade. We're a secret organization dedicated to dismantling the firemen and protecting books. You begin protesting that he has been burning books for years. It can't be helped, he admits. I save books when I can, but it's time for me to move to another area. I'd like you to take over as captain in my stead, 
and I'd like you to find young recruits who will join our cause. You'll have to test them out in some way, of course, just like I tested you. Why, with some effort and the right people, I believe we can bring literacy back to the world. It can't be worse than the mindless drivel that passes for entertainment these days. Captain Beatty, you like the sound of that. And your first act as the new fire chief is to hire your replacement, a young man named Guy Montag. Hmm. He seems bright. You wonder whether someday he would make a good member of the Phoenix Brigade. Back at home, you retrieve the book from the ventilation shaft. Without thinking twice, you light the fireplace and settle down in front of it. You open the book and begin to read. This will be the first of many nights you will spend, secretly defying the will of your society and discovering the mysteries bound in those pages. Oh, we did it. You scared, you, me. It. you scared me for a second there with you. Take out the book, <laughs> light your fireplace. <laughs> 